Welcome to Musical, the Cool Musical Podcast for Cool Musical People. I am Morgan, and joining me this week are the two biggest fangirls I know, Alana <laughs> and Marina. Hello. 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 That's us. <laughs> um, what we saw, I like, just kind of teased there. Um, it'll mm-hmm. all become clear in a moment, of course, because we saw Fangirls, mm-hmm. the, uh, a, a new, new musical, musical. <laughs> a new Australian musical, mm-hmm. I believe. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who wants to talk more about it? I don't, I don't know. I feel like Marina, like... Alana's pretty fangirl. I think, like, this I think is Marina's Marina needs baby. to take the mic for this one. <laughs> yes, it is. Give us the spiel. It's like Jesus take the wheel, but it's Marina <laughs> take the mic. Oh, I'll take that. Um, yes, written book, music lyrics by Eve Blake. Um, God, I heard about this back oh, back in 2018. I was listening to another musical podcast. Yes. Uh, the I forgot what it's called. Um Every musical ever, yes. Richard Carroll. Richard Carroll's one. And Great musical, by the way. Great she was podcast. on the Legally Blonde episode, is Correct. that right? Yes, yes, I remember listening to this as well. And, you know, at the end, he was like, what do you want to tell us? And she was like, well, I'm writing a new thing. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And so I fangirled pretty hard back then, even. And she did a TED Talk as well, didn't mm-hmm. she? She did. Yes. She did. About her inspiration for the show mm. Fangirls. Yeah. And she pretty much talked about how people find fangirls to be so crazy and insane, but deep down she figured out that they just had a lot of love Mm. to give and they were being judged for something that, you know, they might cry at concerts, whereas boys will cry at the footy, yet they'll be called silly little girls for it. And Mm. how fascinating it it is that society (laughs) kind of views crazy teenage girls like that as crazy. And I think, yeah, I think starting from that point and then writing a musical about it is... Very interesting. It was fascinating. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, much, they came out. There was like a one. I think it was at the protest. Not to get too far ahead, but I think they act, like came out. Pretty much said that exact thing. It's exactly. Like, mm. The whole point. Yeah. It's like, oh, yep. There it is. That's where I feel like this is like yeah. where she started. And then guess what my favorite there. part was. <laughs> so like, was yes, it the protest? Te- yeah. <laughs> yes, tell us exactly what this musical is about <laughs> and how we are judged differently. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the musical is about um, this 14-year-old girl called Edna. What a name. I, I thought that was an interesting choice <laughs> yeah. for a modern 14-year-old. But I think it just kind of like, mm. it, it kind of plays into the idea that she is kind of different, a little bit dorky, not yeah. the most put-together gal at school. I, I, would, I, mean, argue, I would argue Edna is a very put-together name because <laughs> the only representation of Edna in media is Edna Edna, Edna Maud. And she's pretty put-together, I would argue. <laughs> I don't know. It just makes me think of an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Frumpy. A little bit frumpy was, is the idea that I get. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much like she has some friends at school that are obsessed with this all obsessed boy with and band, Harry from True, True Connection. Connection. Harry from True Connection. <laughs> and she also has a bunch of online friends. True Connection sounds like a dating site. There I said it. <laughs> there. There was like one member. It's like you got a message from True Connection. I'm like, why are they on a dating? <laughs> They're all You're dating him. That's why they think that he's their husband because mm, <laughs> it it's called True. It Connection. It is, of course, a play a playoff One Direction. Yes. What? <laughs> no, I didn't get that. <laughs> uh, so who are the characters? Yeah, there's the online friends. There's the school friends. It's salty pretzel. Uh, salty They're pretzel. the most important salty online Pringle. Friend. Pringle. Um. 
who is her online fanfic writing friend. Um, there's Harry himself and her mum. And it was quite a small cast. Like, I think mm. a lot of them int- of were a in, little bit interchangeable with the different I knew roles. it was small, but when they did the bows, it was smaller than I thought. When mm. they did the boy band concert, you could tell who was playing everyone. <laughs> and you went, oh, they don't have anyone extra <laughs> here. <laughs> uh, yeah. Her two friends, Brianna and Jules. And Jules. And, yeah, the whole point is True Connection is finally coming to Melbourne, Australia. Wow. Um, but, alas, it doesn't all go the way they want it to go. Edna does not get a ticket. Edna thinks that she's the one for Harry. Oh, that's yeah. one of those. That's the pretty much. Of. Yeah. The whole idea of the show is that every single fangirl thinks that they understand their like true love differently. Mm-hmm. They think that they know Harry differently. They think that Harry is actually the one for them because nobody loves. Nobody <laughs> loves you like me. <laughs> there like we go. <laughs> that's just my audition for <laughs> when you come back. Yes. After for your when they come back. show on Off Broadway. Yes. You're, of course, auditioning for the role of Harry. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, yeah, she was. A, I feel like she was a really perfect example of this, but it went a little bit on steroids. Like, it was really fun. I think, like, the whole concept of it, the way that they played some scenes out, the whole show starts in her fan fiction. And I feel like some people were like, what is going <laughs> on? Because he was there, but she was there. She was in her school uniform, so it's not very believable. There were cops being stabbed. And I just immediately turned to Marina <laughs> and go, I think this is fan fiction. I was like, <laughs> oh, yes, it, you're it right. It gets your attention very quickly, which yeah. is uh, something, I don't know, I thought I appreciated. Uh, I was confused, but appreciated. Mostly from the blocking. I was confused. (laughs) (laughs) There's a couple of moments during this where I'm like, they didn't exactly clarify Mm. what happened in that moment. But then in retrospect, they'll say something and you're like, okay, that clarifies what happened in that moment a couple of minutes ago. Mm. So it's a little bit jumpy like that. But apart from that, very well written. Um, Great production. Yes. Like, mm. Awesome. Uh, it looks like they got, use of they, screens. they got ten, some money put into this. Ten out of ten yeah. use of screens. <laughs> they had three screens, three different abstract size screens, like a big one, kind of like a thin one in the middle, and then like a little other the one Two on the little side. ones on the sides. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it looked pretty fun. I like they, they broke the words <laughs> at interval. It was like in T-vol. Like, <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah, no, they used them very cleverly. They used them as like almost little zoom screens to show a bunch of different fans in the background for a lot of um, of the songs where they were talking. Well, they were kind of showing how all the fangirls thought. Very mm-hmm. like also like leave Britney alone kind yeah, of vibes. Yeah, definitely. Like the, video, like the fans like doing a video to camera. The, and, and like the cast on stage didn't have enough roles between themselves on stage. They also had roles on the screens behind them. They were playing like news mm. reporters. Um, they were just like videos of them vlogging on online crying about <laughs> Harry. There was all sorts of crap and it was pretty cool. I think they used them very well. Mm. And, you know, the classic like, oh, this is a bedroom now. Yeah. Oh, little now it's the swimming pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, the staging constantly moves and changes. It's all part of one flowing piece. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's an ecosystem. It is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's nice to see a musical like this that kind of gets a little bit of budget behind it as well because the way that it was put on and the way that it was performed definitely seemed like we could have been watching it in like a dingy small stage somewhere mm. and an amateur production of it where it could have just been like maybe even like uni students or like mm. people putting on like a cheap play. Very, They've all got – Very uh, Potter musical. Yeah, I was getting Starkid <laughs> vibes from it yeah. for sure. <laughs> Um, except yeah, they did get some money into it and they got some great costumes. There was a lot of, um, 
cross dressing, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> which was much appreciated. I was confused for a bit, but then I, I got there. Yeah. <laughs> so they're online. I feel like all of the personas of the girls are very much like exaggerated. Mm. Um, but it was also very relatable. All of the online friends that she had were like full on crazy fan girls, which was great. She had a friend called Salty Pringle who <laughs> Edna wrote fan fiction with or he loved reading her fan fiction, which was very dark. Her fan fiction yes. um, with, with the stabbing and the potential kidnapping and things like that. And the, the casual murder. Yeah. And he was like quite like sexually into Harry, which was so funny because it's like I assume they're all like 15 years old. <laughs> and there's like mums in the audience being like, oh my God, do my children think like this? <laughs> <laughs> it was interesting though that like, yeah, so Salty Pringle was a masculine character. And, like, they were a fangirl yeah. of Harry. I think that was a good representation because mm. just because you're a fangirl doesn't mean that you have to be a girl. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, what? what else was there? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the, definitely just, the school friends were a more tamed down version of fangirls. Like, they were freaking out, but they were still very much like what you'd imagine teenage girls would be portrayed on stage. Yeah, it definitely felt like Jules was, like, a fan of the band. mm but not like what we would call crazy. Yeah, it was, that was she's like it was part of her personality, but she was happy to ditch it if she like it wasn't like it was like yeah I'm into this right now, but also like nah, all right I'm over it. Mm-hmm. I got a boy now. Mm. I'm too cool yeah. for true connection. Definitely oh. brought back some like high school memories. Oh, I was like, oh absolutely. no. <laughs> when they announced the concert, so they announced halfway through the show, almost maybe like a third of the way through that. Um, the true, true, true connection. connection, sorry, I keep saying true direction in my head, <laughs> um, that they're going to go and do a show in Melbourne. Obviously, we are in Melbourne. They announced that for here so that we were almost like the audience as well for mm. parts of it. Um, they would have changed that up on their tour for like Sydney, Adelaide, etc. And that moment when everyone at school found out about it and was screaming about it and then getting tickets and not being able to get tickets, not being able to afford tickets because you're 14 (laughs) freaking years old. That, like, I was 15 when One Direction came to Melbourne and, like, there were girls crying in the corridor because they didn't get tickets. And I was just like, this is just the most accurate representation that I've ever seen before. (laughs) There was just, like, friendships were broken over tickets if you didn't get one and, like, you were trying to see, like, which friend to take. It was just... A fucking time, to be honest, and it was so good. Like, I think that she really must have done her research well because mm. the emotions of the girls, like, through the whole show and just their reactions to things and the way they talked about him and how much they were like, he's my husband, etc. That's how people on Twitter talk about celebrities that they've never met before on the other side of the world who are usually 10 years older than them. And, like, I've got to be honest, I'm pretty sure I felt a bit like that when I was a teenager. <laughs> Not about One Direction, about but other people. <laughs> about other people, but it really, I think she captured it very well. She said she did like tons of interviews with like teenage girls. It's awesome. Yeah. It, just to be like, hey, why do you feel this way? Yeah. Explain then, it to me. I want to understand. Yeah. And like, especially there were certain parts like which really kind of hit home. I think part at the end song, she was like, I'd like to do this and not be called a silly little girl. Mm. Which was like, oh. And like, she had a song singing to Harry that she was like, hey, your words matter to us, the people yeah. that listen to it. So you have to choose what you're going to say to us. 
and don't just tell us that tell we're, us pretty. we're pretty. Like there's so much more that we can be. I feel and like, I was like that's a stab at like, like that's what makes you beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, right? I was like, damn, it's like weirdly like feminist vibes coming out of this that I did not expect. Yeah. And they did have um that kind of song that we were talking about on the way home. There was a song between the three schoolgirls and they were all talking about how they hated themselves. They thought they were disgusting. They thought mm. they were fat. They thought they were ugly. They had Small no tits. <laughs> and like they eye kind, broccoli. They kind of looked like like they kind of linked it to the show. Like it definitely belonged there. Maybe like in a rewrite or something, they'd be able to link it through better. Mm. Maybe they could have swapped the conversation of her being like, "Why don't you? Why don't you watch what you're saying?" Mm about like in your songs because I don't want to be called pretty because and then they could have potentially led into that being like this is how it makes us feel mm. maybe yeah it did feel a little like like yeah just like a little veered off course for a minute and then came back like I think the theme is important and should be in there but I think maybe they could have laid some groundwork earlier on and built up to it but it was just kind of like while we're on it this is this is By also an important <laughs> thing that plays into this all right back on track now yeah, yeah. it was like the first half was hilarious oh i was and just say 10 out of 10 energy like crazy it was pretty non-stop it was like yeah. it went very quickly and then second half bit slower a lot of slower songs like there were a few times when i was like okay come on where mm. are we going and then as soon as her friends found out that she had kidnapped harry spoiler alert and it just went right back up yeah, again. And it, <laughs> yeah, there was a lull there. There was a lull. A I did the start of the second half, though, was like one of my favourites. I do. depends. Audience participation can be hit and miss, but that was good fun. Like, I loved that. Yeah, there's like a moment in the show where it's almost like they, they treat the audience like a concert. And it is like a concert. And it was very it's cool. It felt very much like a concert. It, yeah. <laughs> like they really get like, cool feeling. They make you get your phones out. You do your torchlight. It was, and it was, I thought that was very fun. They had unique fake experience. screaming noises coming like from the speakers sounds. behind us. Yeah. So it sounded like we were in a stadium with screaming girls. And I think that it, it de- they definitely needed it because imagine if that was on stage but the audience was quiet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like they needed screaming because then we were like, wow, as well, and we weren't looking like dickheads. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> sing along. And so I started singing yeah. along. And I, like you said, the woman next to me, I don't think she was – no, in the same um, <laughs> headspace that I was. No, <laughs> I I, I'm genuinely curious. Like, I'd love to hear some more audience feedback from like a broad variety of like mm. age groups and demographics, and just see like how well did this like how well was it received by someone who like I mean yes, there's been fangirls throughout history, but someone mm. who might not be as like switched on to like youth lingo crazes mm. like th- they don't like have teenage daughters I d- that's it was I an got. interesting the crowd got there the was like a bit of a different was that like we would like pissing ourselves laughing and like cheering along and stuff because I felt like it was so hilarious and um, relatable relatable <laughs> yeah that's the word I was <laughs> looking for and then there was like there. you guys yeah. related and then uh, the group behind us it was a bunch of mums yeah um, always eavesdropping during uh, intervals <laughs> Love so that. If, if you're sitting near me I'm listening to your conversation <laughs> but yeah like they were like relating it back to their daughters and then like during interval they were talking about TikTok and like what the, what their daughters watched on TikTok and stuff and it's like they were they, they related to it through what they saw of their daughters yeah and but that, if you that's don't another have way of looking any at connection it. to that kind of world then I can understand how you would go into this show and be like what the fuck is going on <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think like, yeah most people would have like a even if it's like from a distance and understanding of it 
But then, yeah, if you were like maybe from an older generation and fangirling was different and mm. you just had no daughters, no grandchildren, you'd probably be like, what is But this? I also think that the characters were eccentric enough that I still probably would have had a good time. But mm. I, maybe, yeah, some people receive things and they're like, this is strange, I don't like it. But I don't know. Yeah, I, I just feel like, yeah, if you don't have a grasp on like how like uh, internet communities work yes. and like uh, fandom online and then mm. like what, what fandoms are and, and like the idea of like following a boy band like... Uh, one Direction or, like, there was also some BTS vibes mm. in there yeah, as well. Yeah, definitely BTS vibes. Like, if you don't have, like, any comprehension mm. of that, this show would be whacked. And you. how every <laughs> night after school, like, people, teenagers' lives revolved around just loving this band. Like, you don't, you don't like, you don't, school, not important. When mm. you're 14, Mm-mm. like, what Mm-mm. are you learning in year eight? <laughs> like, you're not all, waste they, of a year. all they think about <laughs> is these bands and then they go home and they go on Twitter and they go write fan fiction and read fan fiction genuinely just their lives all revolve around it and like i remember when my friends went to the escape the fate concert and my parents didn't buy me a ticket and you're missing out like you feel like you're missing out on a shared experience it's like everyone's friendships are built on their shared interests Mm. and uh, if everyone's like like completely in love with this band then it's only going to bond you and your friends closer together or potentially tear it apart because they genuinely love them more than anything that Mm. they've loved before and it's just like it's insane when you think about it and it's insane when you watch it but it's like so true it's crazy yeah yeah it's interesting like i don't think there was a boy band when i was 14 Mm. to 17 well i feel like one direction was the resurgence yeah and that was definitely (laughs) when i was you know at least 17 or 18 so i was not in it (laughs) so i was like yeah couldn't vibe with that part. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Because there's also like boy bands and then there's bands. Like the Vamps, I think, have a very similar following. But they, yeah. I would definitely classify them as more of a band. They're definitely more of a, van- a band. And I've been to one of their shows <laughs> before. And I and like, like Five was Seconds a fan. of Summer. Oh, Five Seconds oh, of Summer. Definitely more of a following, I personally think. <laughs> Having been to the Vamps, yes, there was like lots of screaming girls there. But I don't think that anyone was that emotional. Huh. <laughs> Whereas I feel like everyone thinks that five sots in one direction are their boyfriends See, and when, husbands. When I went to Pentatonix, <laughs> <on laughs> this is your relation hand. to it. This is yeah. like if I had seen a very Potter musical when I was fifteen, I would have literally bawled my eyes out yeah. the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I went to Pentatonix, we spent all the money to get the VIP tickets mm-hmm. and the meet and greet, and we were in the front row. And I touched their hands (laughs) and it was incredible. Exactly. (laughs) I don't feel that strongly about anything. Yeah, that's not surprising. You (laughs) have other fans. I feel like things. maybe Morgan's a bad example of this, but I know a lot of boys, and this is going to lead into the song that we said just talked about, like the actual, they just literally compared boys and girls Mm. in the song. And that's kind of why I liked it because they were really angry and they were like, why are we getting treated this way? Literally everyone else acts this way. I know a lot of men that cry about sport. Mm -hmm. I know so many men that cry about sport and everyone's like, oh, you know, it's going to be all right. Like their team literally lost. Like it's fine. Yeah. That doesn't affect anyone whatsoever. But if you're crying because you just saw the love of your life on stage, that's a bit crazy. It's just like. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And these are like grown men as well. Like I feel like women at the moment have kind of been, they've kind of been coerced to kind of hide their true emotions for things because it kind of gets shunned when Mm -hmm. they were younger and when they were kind of shamed for this. And now it's 
Yeah, it's just, it's an interesting thing. And I'm very glad that someone has pointed it out so clearly now to yeah. everybody. And Eve talks about it so well in the TED Talk Yes, as much well. better than I have. <laughs> go I check out the TED Talk. Definitely Absolutely. go listen to Eve Blake's TED Talk about oh, it. sure. It's not long. It's a short one. Mm. <laughs> so what happens in the second half, <laughs> which is fucking insane if you ask me. They're kind of alluding to things in the first half. She's carrying around some rope. Mm, She's talking rope. to her fan fiction friend about, you know, how she might be able to get Harry alone. Because, you know, like the concert's his there. And she just wants to talk to him and tell him that they need to run away together. Because that's definitely something that's going to happen. I thought for sure we were going to get, we were going to see some shaved head at some point. In yes. Because... <laughs> This was like also, I was like, I don't know how to feel about this. He suggested the, for the her fan salty fiction. Pringle. This is Salty Pringle, her online friend from Utah. He must be a Mormon also. Side, <laughs> side note. Um, uh, he was like, if you have cancer, he'll bring you up on stage and sing to you. And then you can like slip him a note or something and just tell him how you feel. Meanwhile, he thinks he's just helping write a fan fiction yeah, here. Yeah, and how to make your fan <laughs> fiction believable and how to make your novel more accurate <laughs> for all of your fellow fans. Um, but no, she's like walking around with some chemicals and rope towards the end of the first half. And oh, half, see, some of us are a little bit like, oh, God. I was sure she was going to get his attention by doing something to herself. Yeah. And I was confused. I was like, what's that bottle of like chemicals? Yeah. Now I realize it's chloroform. Chloroform. <laughs> <laughs> and the end of the, the first half kind of ends. It kind of shows bits of the concerts. She couldn't go because one of her friends was a bit of a bitch and said, I'm inviting one friend and not you. So she's <laughs> literally pit of depression. Worst moment of her life. She kidnaps him and brings him back to her room. <laughs> What, sorry, what? How? <laughs> Tell me how. And like we had fan fiction scene at the start of the show. I'm like, is this reality or is she like in a fever dream right now? <laughs> and that's how the first half ends. And then the second half picks up with the concert again mm. and then takes you back to where. We kind of see a bit that we'd already seen. Yeah. Which I thought was this, great. Yeah, I liked that. Replaying events. Very it's cool. almost like previously on oh. Fangirls. <laughs> um yeah, a very small, frail girl had managed to knock out this man when he was going to do a poo. Stuff him in a suitcase? <laughs> Stuff him in a suitcase, wheel him out, put that suitcase into in a van. van, drive the van that she'd never driven she, a car she before. She taught herself to drive using YouTube. Taught herself to drive and then brought him back to her tiny apartment unit, unsure, and yeah, tied him up. And I was just like, okay. Tied him up yep. with fairy lights. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you also don't get that till later. They they just kind of leave you, you don't to get wonder. The full story, yeah. And then you get the new full story, and you're kind of like, okay, <laughs> interesting. Mm. And then it's like it's kind of like I feel like in the first half you're like, oh yeah, they they don't do this because they 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 like he's got tough security. Mm. You'd have to do this. It'd be very hard to do. So like, what's easier? Pretend to have cancer. And then we get to the second <laughs> half. It's like, actually, no, that, well, we could have just like, it's actually a lot easier than we thought. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> apparently. I mean, they say she's a smart girl. She's on a scholarship, but. <laughs> yeah. That's where I felt. It got a bit slow because it was just a lot of, I freed you now. You're not under the clutches of your management. I know you're depressed. We have to run away together. Yeah. And he was like, no, I don't, no, I don't want to. I don't want to. <laughs> it is so thing. Terrible <laughs> British it's accent. From Mamma Mia episode. <laughs> I don't think we even had an episode about Mamma Mia. Oh, maybe we did. We saw it before we, we started we referenced this podcast. It though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so his British accent was a Oof, time. Yes. He, he doesn't have a lot of dialogue and it isn't until the second half, but it's, it's just enough where yes, I was like, oh, please stop. 
Harry is played by Aiden, who was on The Voice, and he's like apparently a very famous Australian singer. He's an incredible yeah, he singer. He was great. Oh my god, he was excellent. Yes. Except for when he needed to do a British accent, <laughs> but it was then really bad. When he kept going, I was oh, like, oh, love. Are they? When he kept saying, "Yeah." Oh, love. Of love. I was like, are they intentionally making it a joke? Because they know it's bad. I was like, I feel like they... I feel like it's They're like, meta enough. It's also like when you're not... And I, like, I think that's his trigger word. Yeah. It's like it's like if you go back and keep saying it, it you, then you can reset yourself. It's like if I were to be like, uh, top of the morning to you. Yeah. You can only do it for so <laughs> long. And then it starts to go down and down. And you have to say it again and go top of the morning. It's like a reset. Yeah. That's like like the first thing he learned how to say. So to put himself in that mode, he has to say, oh, love. Yeah, you have to come back to it to reset yourself because the longer you do without it, you kind of lose and it changes. I will say I did not have any idea that the kidnapping was where it was going, but I do like that, like, obviously the story was going somewhere. Like, you couldn't just have the plot of the whole musical be just about these fangirls that are in love with him. Like, you Mm. needed something. I don't know if they they needed something to happen. And this was like... Full on dramatic, <laughs> but I was like, I'll go with it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> it yeah. was a time. <laughs> yeah. It was a wild ride and it was, uh, it was ride. enjoyable overall, I think. Yeah. Uh, Do we have a favorite moment from anyone? Favorite song? Favorite moment? I just, I love the very start where they're all like singing about Harry and like how much they love him. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, the nobody loves you like me song. It's just very fun. <laughs> I thought the whole thing was very fun. I thought that it was like a lot of the dialogue was very funny and clever and relatable. And we were talking about curse words after the show and how they used things like mole and bestie, minger, things like that, that were just thrown in that I think like set the audience off a bit. The, the audience was wild. Like I feel like there was screaming before the show started. There was people that didn't know when to clap, which yes. I have no respect for. Like, don't clap in the middle of a scene. They're just going to have to wait for you and, yeah. or we're going to miss half of and what And then it's saying. like just two people being like. Yeah, and then some people join in and then you're like, oh, is this happening? No, there was a no. couple of instances of dialogue getting completely lost. Yeah, absolutely. It wasn't important, but it was like. Eh. Maybe even at the start of the show, maybe the first song that you were talking about, I definitely missed about half of what those words were. And I'm not sure if it was like microphone issue or like they were running around and it was like a little bit too busy for me to pick up exactly what they were saying. Like you got the vibe, but mm. I wasn't, yeah, fully onto the words that were coming out of their mouths. <laughs> I think, well, the audience's favourite part was when the friends walk in on her, they hear his muffled screams <laughs> from the wardrobe and they bring him out and she's like, um, Jules is like, this is the best! <laughs> and everyone just lost it. And also any good. mention of them being like, we thought our lives were shit, but at least we're not in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, the when they, at the end, when they had I think their the revelation. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you know, our lives were bad, but then we... Almost went to prison, yeah. so yeah. we're actually fine. And her mum helped her. Yeah, something about the ending, like, I felt like that was the way I'm like, it's going to end. It's like, just dump him. He doesn't, he won't be able to, like, what are they going to do? Search every school. Yeah, like, he doesn't try know and find someone. I'm I, like, that I, is the solution. I actually, yeah, and I And that is what the they ending. did, but it was just, like, very, like, like the mum walks in. It's like, oh, they're, they're freaking out. Mum walks in. It's like, I'll help you. The end. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like. Okay, and it's like we're not we're not gonna, we're not going to draw it out. It's just literally like mum walks in and is like, ha, psych, I love you this much." Yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. I'll Did drive. you hear my you song? It was like a weird moment. You? It was yeah. like, 
Mm. Yeah. I kind of like it though. Like I think that they draw, maybe they could have taken some of the time that they spent once he was kidnapped and used that at the end. But I don't think you really need to go into what happened to him because it's not about him. It's Mm. about her. Yeah. And it's like, and and they explained that he tried to tell them that he was kidnapped by a 14 year old girl and they were all just like, get fucked. (laughs) There's no way that happened. And I really liked that they came to that and that all the girls were just like, woo, phew. (laughs) (laughs) My goodness. Yeah, I think that was my favorite part. Mm. I just feel like it could have been done better. The ending, like maybe even like a she walks in, she doesn't really say anything, and then maybe like he implores to her, like he, impl- and then she, and then you think she's gonna turn him on, and then she's like, "Let's nah. go to the car." Like, like yeah. it could have been. I reckon it could have been done better. Hand me the chemicals. Uh, my favorite <laughs> moment. Uh, there was some standout things over there. There's one of the the only male ensemble member who was who didn't really have a main part he was just dressed as a twin the whole time that and i just thought it was like a nice little touch it was funny it was like yeah it was like the idea of like a twin uh two twins and one of them is like a shorter obviously female and the other one is just a, a man wearing the same things a and a wig, with a wig on. and he's like big and, <laughs> and they have the exact beefy. same outfit on yeah. but and like they just do not re- mention it i just yeah. i kind of wish they got a reference like we were talking about it in inf- interval and i was like i hope they get a couple of lines or something just so that we can yeah, see nope. a little bit more but yeah i agree that it was funny though it i thought it was good. i thought it was yes. a nice it was just like yeah why not like it's it, there were quite of... a few nice funny touches there was the rhythmic gymnast oh. that came in with her yeah. um, ribbon that she swirled around and that was pretty much when anything in the show was kind of like fairy taley would you yeah, say the fan fictiony yeah bits. like any kind of like bold daydream of the girls falling in love with him or a mm. moment where he was kind of leaning into her running leaning into running away with her to push her away for a bit and yeah. she was like um really getting like brought into what he was saying and then they had the little the little ribbon yeah <laughs> if you I reckon it, if you looked at that actor she like her legs were like muscles. Yeah, it's like she's definitely a dancer I love or when they a bring gymnast. Out, like special then, talents in people. But then they made Excellent. her do it. Shit. Yeah. Except for the splits at the end. Yeah. <laughs> like the way she ran was yeah. so funny. She's just being very dramatic about it, and I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I also really liked the um, zombie fan fiction scene. Yes. I thought yes. that was a fun. Like that was like a good moment, like nod to like how crazy fan fiction can be, and like they there was some good use of the screens there. The ensemble doing some fun stuff. I thought that yeah. was a fun one to watch. And it was nice that it was from the perspective of the boy fan fiction writer and how he had written gay fan fiction. About, yeah, about and like uh, surviving an apocalypse. People with Harry. might not know this. Like older people, obviously, like, there is so much gay fan fiction out there. Mm-hmm. Or probably more than straight fan fiction. Or just like insanely strange, like, I don't want to say like incestual, but like. Kinky stuff. There's kinky stuff out there. That's yeah, where people can have their outlet. Yeah. and <laughs> Like 90% of fanfic is kinky. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was nice. And yeah, it was just a good time overall. Yeah. I liked, like, there are a few things that I noticed about the production. Like, when we were buying tickets, I actually saw that there was one show that was Auslan interpreted. Very cool. I was cool. like... Nice. Yes. Very like forward thinking, modern take of Mm. a musical. Like you can find often musicals, obviously the older ones are very set in the past, very traditional, all white cast. This cast was very diverse. And like one of the characters was wearing a hijab. Yeah, at the start, one of the fangirls. And well, her two best friends were people of colour. Obviously, they were both very talented. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. Yeah. Um, she 
so it was traditionally Edna is played by Eve, Eve yeah, in the workshop. Um, Edna. Probably makes sense. She is like the heart of the show. So she wrote it. She's she, like, mm, she knows exactly character. how it's supposed to go. Um, this time she was played by someone who was in Six. Her name mm. is Karis Oka. And she was, she could pass for a 14 year old on the street. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. She was lanky. She was tiny. This is why I find it a little bit unbelievable that she's managed to she overpower this man. She did have a middle part. She's Gen Just Z. <laughs> <laughs> Except she was wearing um, her school shoes for the entire show until she just had socks on. <laughs> um, she Even was really her good. outfit, I found like they did a very good job with the like the idea, like these like jeans shorts. I'm yeah, like, only a kid wears long those. denim <laughs> shorts too. Yeah. They weren't short ones. Yeah, yeah. and like, a big sparkle top. Yeah, I'm like yeah. these are very like like I feel like there's that whole thing of like. Oh, when I'm when I'm a kid, I'm gonna dress, go to the concert. I'm gonna look my best it for reminds, the um yeah. for the for the person, for and then you look back look at and the, fall in love with me. And I think you've shown me like <laughs> yeah, it's like this is the, what I wore. It's the yeah. TikTok. It's the um. Uh, <laughs> They're gonna fall in love with me, and it's like yeah. yeah so it's they like, dress up the concert. She they look made, like Brianna made a flower crown <laughs> yeah. to wear to the concert. It's the TikTok <laughs> where they say what I wore to like the like me going to a One Direction concert, thinking that. Um, they, they were going to look down into the crowd and fall in me. love with me, and it's this sound. And when the she's so gone plays is when you show the disgusting photo of yourself when you were 13, 14, 15 years old, and you were like, this cardigan and like leggings and jean shorts <laughs> and like 10 necklaces and like three headband look <laughs> and very sparkly eyes no other makeup this mm. is gonna make them fall in love See, with me my first concert was i was 17 almost 18 it was the living end <laughs> <laughs> are they gonna look into the crowd and fall in I love with you i was not worried about them <laughs> looking into the crowd and falling in love with me <laughs> I just love it. And it's so funny as well because people often go with their mums. Yes, yeah, <laughs> I've never had that experience. Yeah, no, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were all Edna's <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> yeah, we didn't go to the concert. No. <laughs> we stayed home. Yeah. We kidnapped the lead singer. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, um, it is unfortunately the run is over. The uh, The night of recording this is their last show. Yeah, they sadly. only had like one week in Melbourne, two weekends and I think a midweek. It was a complete fluke that I found out that it was on. Yeah. And boy, am I glad about it. <laughs> it's a complete <laughs> fluke that you were in the country when it was on. Oh, <laughs> that was meant to happen. It, it wasn't was a fluke for fate. me. They've been literally spamming me on Facebook. I am their target audience completely and I accept <laughs> that and I've got all their sponsored posts and it's fine. I bought two tickets i supported the <laughs> show um they were amazing the cast was amazing Great uh, job. sadly music. the music, was, so the music was awesome sadly this is the entire tour that was over <laughs> melbourne was the last stop um but they just released a cast recording mm-hmm. world on, premiere yeah cast world recording. premiere cast recording eve plays edna in it which is nice because she wrote it all, so she may as well be allowed to play it. Mm. Although the pipes on the gal that we saw today were unbelievable. Mm-hmm. She was very good at a little yeah. belt that she had. And it almost, it sounded like it was coming from a 14-year-old too. It didn't sound like she had like this mature voice yeah, hidden they inside didn't, her. They didn't sound like professionally trained 
people, which yes. I thought was cool. Yes. Like they sounded. <laughs> it was quite important. But they were still amazing. <laughs> Just putting it out there if yeah. you're listening. Yeah. Still incredible. Yes. But um, yeah, so definitely go check that out if you're, if, uh, you can't watch the show, but you can listen to it. I would say we, we watched the show watch and it was the c- probably confusing. So you should probably work through it in chronological yeah, order. I, I wouldn't hit why, shuffle on it. That's why yeah. I was keen to like go through <laughs> what actually happens in the show for once. I feel like normally we just talk about what we liked, but if mm. people are actually listening to the recording, they can go, Oh, it makes sense that they're singing about this. I didn't realize that he got kidnapped by a 14 year old. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so check it out. And uh, thank you for listening. We will be back in another couple of weeks for wedding singer. Yes, we will. Uh, until mm. then, Thank you for joining me, girls. And thank uh, you, fan girls. Stay fanning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dakota fanning. <laughs>